The tournament is finally here. The brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy, is celebrating with their largest free college survival pool ever. How large? $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you could get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is safe and secure. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Get in on all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during signup and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that is code THPN to enter into DraftKings' free $1 million survivor pool. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Tuesday afternoon, even though it's kind of gloomy outside for me? Yeah, it's kind of the same here. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing all right, hanging in. Um, just, you know, an, another Tuesday, n- nothing too special about today, specifically right now for me. Uh, you know, we got St. Paddy's Day tomorrow, hopefully do something fun. But I mean, that's really all I got going for me. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's going to be great. Uh, I didn't tell you. I don't know why I didn't right when we got on the call, but uh, I have been informed from the the family that people are feeling better today. And as long as nothing gets worse tonight or tomorrow morning, I still plan to be home tomorrow. And the um, you just said it, St. Patrick Day festive festive. <laughs> St. Paddy's Day celebration shall commence. There we go. There you go. You did it. Yeah, but uh, we are recording on Tuesday because I do plan on being on a little road trip back home tomorrow. So unfortunately, not going to be able to cover the Dallas game today. However, we do have a really good show on tap. We have to first talk about some unfortunate news, kind of a, a freaky incident that um, you'd never see happen. And unfortunately, uh, it happened this time. Uh, We're also going to be talking a lot of Tampa stuff. The banner got raised. Kucherov, a little update on his injury. Game review, game preview. On the other end of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about the NHL and their new deal with ESPN. It's a big one. And then we got to talk about some milestones as well. So it's going to be a good show. But Chase, first, we have to start off with the unfortunate news. Uh, Over in Russia, a player got hit in the head with a puck. And after after days of battling, unfortunately, he lost his life. Timur Fajutinov. He plays uh, in, in the MHL in, in Scott system, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the team captain. Yeah, he recently passed away after taking a puck to the head. I, you know, it's very sad news. It's a horrible thing to see. Uh, you know, we, we send our thoughts and prayers to him and his family and his teammates and, you know, in this troubling time. It it really was just the most harmless, unfortunate play. 
Um, you know, th- you take risks when you play sports and when you play hockey. You never expect to take this kind of risk, though. It, it seemed like, you know, we've seen this type of thing happen before and p- players have been just fine. But just for whatever reason, this time around, it wasn't the case. So, you know, he's in our thoughts and our prayers, and so is his family. Yeah, absolutely. A freak accident. And like Jay said, we've seen it before. I mean, Mark Stahl, he got hit in the face, uh, and now he wears a visor. So crazy stuff happening. And uh, like Chase said, his family uh, in our thoughts and prayers. But Chase, moving on to some Tampa news. A little bit lighter, a little bit happier here. Let's get into a different mood as the Tampa Bay Lightning finally raised the banner and that was this past Saturday yeah so uh you know cool ceremony I still kind of wish that it was going to be in front of a full stadium you know a full full rink instead of just limited fans but regardless uh you know they they talked about they wanted at least some fans in the building to see it happen because you know it was one for the fans so it's good that they got to do that um but yeah just imagine if that place was full capacity it would have been one hell of a environment Oh, yeah, I can I can only imagine. I mean, you've been there. You told me about how amazing it was. Unfortunately, I was not there. I didn't get the invite, but um, yeah, you did take a lap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like the place when it was packed full uh, that it was it was pretty electric. See what I did there? Yes, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it would have been cool. But either way, we finally get that banner up. We got it in front of some fans. So uh, very happy to do that. And it's going it's, it's now looking forward. It's just going to get another banner. And maybe next year we can raise another banner in front of a whole stadium. So we'll see what happens. But, Chase, we got to talk about one of the biggest stars on this team. And I know everyone's thinking – well, who would that be? Headman, Point, Stamka, Vasilevsky. Yes, I know. We have a lot of stars on this team, but no, it's Nikita Kucherov. We haven't heard about him in uh, quite some time, obviously out with injury. However, we have some great news about old Nikita. Yeah, he's begun skating with the team. You know, I'm sure by now most of you have seen this. Uh, it's been kind of kind of buzzing on, on Twitter, uh, you know. Teams and fans have, are, you know, getting triggered and upset because, oh, my God, Tampa, they're manipulating the cap. Oh, my God, they put him on LTIR. Shut, shut, shut the hell up. He's, he's injured. He had surgery. He can go on LTIR. We can clear his cap, and we can continue to dominate anyway. So, too bad, so sad. Eat it. I, I don't care. So, Kudrov is skating. He's going to be fully healthy for playoffs. I mean, he could probably play at some point in the season. But if there's no need to, then why even bother trying to figure out that whole that cap debacle? He can come back in the playoffs, you know, have – have to not worry about the cap hit and this team can just dominate. Yeah, absolutely. And people complaining about manipulating the cap. I mean, maybe you should have a GM that can be as good as ours. I don't, I don't really know. Like exactly. The system is set in place. If you're following the rules of the system, what's the big deal? Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, there's teams out there that are just horribly managed, horribly coached, uh, you know, couldn't be us. It can't relate. You know, it sucks, sucks to be you guys. Could be the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel for uh, Kevin Kevin Adams. That's the GM's name, right? You know, it, it's his uh, first season on the job, and he's taking over an absolute just shit show. He's got to get Ralph Kruger the hell out of there, dude. That, that guy is killing his players. He... Like, you know, I I, I, run, I run the both broadcast Twitter account. I tweeted that Darlene's best young defenseman in the league. I still think that's the case. He's looking bad. 
because Ralph Kruger set like setting him up to fucking fail. It's just he's just setting him up to fail 100% is the case. Like it's just he wants this this dude to have no success in the NHL. I don't know why. He's an absolute stud. Once Kruger gets fired, they bring in somebody with some competence maybe. Watch Dalian's game doing full 180 and he's best defense in the league again. Well, shit. I mean, I was going to save a little bit of this conversation towards the end of the episode, but I mean, we're already here. Why don't we talk about it? So uh, a Twitter account that Chase follows and is a huge fan of said Rasmus Dahlin. Is he a bust? Is he officially a bust? Uh, Chase didn't really like that. I'll let you respond in just one sec. But also we saw that Buffalo and New Jersey facing off upcoming Buffalo has lost 11 straight games while New Jersey has lost 11 straight home games. So just an absolute shit show between both of those teams. That's going to be, I I, I don't know. Is it going to be a snooze fest or is it going to be like one of the most exciting games ever? Because like one team's finally going to be able to get a win on the board. I mean, it's not going to be exciting, but it's going to be exhilarating. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be just an absolute like chaos. It's going to be really ugly hockey, but there's going to be some goals scored. So that's why it'll be exhilarating more than exciting. Because it's not going to be like fast pace, great moves, great passes, great shots. It'll just be like, oh, this is this. These are two NHL teams is what you're saying. Uh, but m- m- moving on back to that, Dolly and a Boston, like, no, no, no player in any sport who's had two, three years experience in the league is a bust or someone who's taken, you know, long time to develop. They're not just automatically a bust. You can start calling someone in that bust category, especially in like hockey. Like it, it, that's at minimum five, six years down the road of them after them being drafted. M- absolute minimum. Cause like you, you just can't judge it. Hockey, you're drafting kids at 18. You're like, and they're exactly that. They're kids. They're, the jump that guys take from 18 to 20 is massive in terms of maturing and their, you know, their body growing and strengthening. So it really doesn't make sense to, you know, try to call somebody a bust nowadays. And like Darlene's had two great seasons already. He had an unreal season as an 18 year old an even better season as a 19 year old. Now as a 20 year old, he's on the worst team in the league, the worst coach team in the league. And he's struggling. It, it didn't, he didn't just fall off a cliff. He's, he's not like regressing. He's just being put in an absolutely terrible situation. He's like, he's just being set up to fail is really what it is. Once it gets into a different situation, it'll be completely different. Chase, I want to talk about Jack Eichel really quick before we hop into our game review and preview. Um, Obviously, placed on LTIR. The last time I saw it said placed on LTIR, undisclosed injury. Has an injury been reported or is this maybe a a sitting out waiting for a trade type of thing? This is Kenny Galladay saying, why should I play for this trash team anymore? It's it's exactly what Kenny Galladay did to the Lions for any football fans. And, you know, being a Lions fan, I know this personally. Uh, he, he didn't play the rest of the season because he didn't want to play. He he could have played. And the injury wasn't that major. So Eichel, he's he's doing the same thing, dude. Like, he can preserve his body. He can say, he, he probably, he, he might have some sort of injury, honestly. But now he can go on LTIR and just not have to worry about playing. So you can, you know, leave him there, wait for him, wait for a trade. And he can just be fully healthy and good to go wherever the hell he goes next. Yeah, with all this news coming out about Jack Eichel wanting out the team's just in a massive hole right now just struggling as all can be when I saw that he got placed on LTIR with an undisclosed injury I was like okay let's be honest he's not really hurt I mean he could be oh, no, but no, no. but I, mean, uh, yeah. I don't think that's the main reason you know yeah, I don't know I mean I gotta agree 100% like there's 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 something there like in terms of injury like there just has to be they have to show proof of that but there's more to it Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now move on to a game review and game preview. Uh, Three games to look at here. Uh, Unfortunately, 
Only one of them went our way. Let's get the first one out of the way. Red Wings, Tampa. Uh, first game, we took. The second game, however, even though we were dominant, could not get it done. Yeah, it was a couple of weird games. I mean, Detroit really, they, they fought their ass off. You, you got to give credit to a team that is just really no good at all on the ice. Uh, you know, Detroit started off, you know, you know, pushing hard in game one. They got the first goal of the game, and they kind of... I don't want to say they, they controlled, but they, you know, they kept up with Tampa for most of the game. Tampa ended up squeaking out OT, so all was good there. Uh, but when you move on to game two, I mean, six to four makes it look a lot better than it really was. Uh, they can't, Tampa got two goals there in the last, what was it, three and a half minutes, something like that, or maybe just three minutes. Uh, they, they just, they really couldn't get anything going at first. Uh, like the Red Wings with Bernier Nutt, he played absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he, I mean, he just was by far the best player on the ice that night and Tampa just you know they couldn't figure out any way to get around him meanwhile Michelinie you know he, he had a tough night he couldn't couldn't really stop a beach ball to be honest Detroit didn't have a lot of chances at one point there was five goals and 11 shots you know that's 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 not good but regardless you know these games happen sometimes uh you know Tampa's a very talented team Michelinie he's an older backup goalie you can't expect him to just to you know play this absolutely phenomenal style of game uh, you drop a couple games, not a big deal. They're still in a good spot moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really unfortunate uh, power play as well. One for six. So couldn't yeah. get really anything past Bernier um, for a, a while. But a good game by the Red Wings. A nice response. Steve Eiserman gets a win over his old team. So uh, good on them. However, we rally back on Saturday against the Nashville Predators with a 6-3 to three victory. Yeah, so this ended up being a good game. This is when the banner was raised, actually. Um, it, it was a good, you know, battle. Tampa didn't necessarily dominate or overwhelm by any means, but, you know, they, I'd say they more controlled the pace play than anything when I watched. Um, I mean, six goals on 28 shots is obviously a commanding offensive team, offensive presence. It, it was just re- really a good bounce back game, you know, following up those two Detroit games. Uh, that's what you wanted to see from Tampa in response. Yeah, absolutely. And I was surprised by the lack of penalties that took place in this game. Um, I, it seems like almost all the time with our Tampa Bay Lightning, there's at least three power plays on either side. Uh, tonight, there was only three total. So uh, a, a very clean game. And speaking of clean, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about these jerseys that the Tampa Bay Lightning were wearing on Saturday. They're all black alternates. Gosh, dude, those are so clean. And if Tampa, for some reason, is listening right now, I mean, I would gladly take a Sir Gachev all black jersey. I will take, I, I don't, I'll, I'll take any, any all black jersey. I don't care, dude. I'll take a blank one. I, give, give me Ross Colton. I don't care, dude. They're, they're, they're sick. I love those jerseys so much. No, let's get Chase a number 46 Crawshaw jersey. There, there we go. I, I'm, I'm in for that. I'll just hang it up on the wall with the front facing. I love those so much. I love when people hate, do that. Oh, <laughs> I hate that stuff. If you're one of those people that does that, I, I just please let me know why you, you, you don't you don't play for the team. I, I don't I don't get why you want to do that. Why, if you're going to get a jersey, get one of a player on the team. I, I don't know. It's just so weird. Hey, if you do that, I love you. Chase, don't make people feel bad and don't make them leave the show because that is not very nice. Um, I'm not great choices. To get out. I'm, I, I told him, t- tell me why, why you think that way or why you feel that's necessary. Maybe you'll change my mind. Maybe. 
All right, Chase, well, let's move on to the last game. Uh, we can run through this one pretty quickly because, uh, unfortunately, we dropped yet another one against the Preds. This game was 4-1. to one. Um, We outshot them, but Pekarin, your boy Pekarin, was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he stood on his head. He made really phenomenal saves all through the game. There's really not too much to be said. Tampa didn't play bad. It was just Rene kind of playing better, really, is, is what it came down to. He said he wanted to win that game, and, you know, goalies at that level, when they say they want to win, they're going to win. It it just, you know, it's, it's kind of like you, you see it in other sports, you know, like, like a Matt, like I'll, I'll go more Detroit things. Matt Stafford, you know, um, like against the Atlanta Falcons this like this last season when they got the ball with like a minute and a half left on their own 25, he went out there and said, all right, we're going to win this game. And he just marches down the field and helps them win the game. There's, you know, these elite athletes, when like they want to call it, they just call it. And as I've just said three times, that's exactly what happened. Matt Stafford is an elite athlete. You think he's not an elite NFL quarterback? Uh, he might be with the Rams. That, that's fine. He was elite with the Lions, too. Just the Lions just drained the life out of the dude. But, I mean, Jared Goff looks good with the Rams, so we'll see what he can do in uh, Detroit. But uh, Jared, Jared Goff's throwing for 6,000 yards. <laughs> he's so bad. <laughs> he's, not, he's not so bad. But um, he's fine enough. Yeah. All right, Chase. This is for a different podcast. Yeah, different podcast. Um, (laughs) By the way, if you're interested in draft coverage, uh, we've got a running back ranking show for the draft. We're recording right after this one. So make sure to check that out at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, But Chase, we'll do a game preview here. Uh, Not going to preview the Dallas game because that's tonight as of recording. There's no reason to look into it when it's already over by the time of release. So what? We're going to win. Just saying it right now. Okay. That sounds well, I mean, you did just make a parlay bet on it. I did. I did. And if that parlay doesn't hit, I'm blaming you. Don't blame me. Uh, I, no, I mean I asked you for a reason. I need somebody to blame if it doesn't work out. I'm tired of blaming myself. Well, it's your fault for losing your money. Um but whatever. Chase, we, we've got the Chicago Blackhawks coming up on Thursday and Saturday, and then on Sunday, the Florida Panthers and uh some tough games here. Chicago, um, they they haven't been as good as what they were coming into our last series. They've started to slow down a little bit, but they're still a very tough opponent. And then Florida, they are on fire. I believe they are either first or second in our division right now. I think they're first. Yeah, Florida's first in the whole league right now, actually. Um, but starting with Chicago, they yeah they've really kind of slowed down. Kevin Lincoln, he's still playing well, not playing as well as he did the start of the year, but you know he's still making good saves. He, he could still be a guy who's they're running for the Calder right now. I think Kirill Kaprasov has that locked up at this point, but Lincoln should be one of the finalists. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's been great at Chicago. They're still playing hard, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of slipping. I think these are two games where I, I really do believe Tampa is going to be the, the better team out of them in both games and come out with wins. But going into Florida, you know, this, sh- this should be an interesting game. It's a really talented roster. You know, Alexander Barkov is one of my favorite players in the league. I love Jonathan Huberto. Owen Tippett has been killing it lately for them. Yeah, you know, former Saginaw Spirit, you know, humble brag. But regardless, it's going to be, a, you know, a really good game, super entertaining. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I really don't know how I feel on this one, which way it's going to go. Yeah, it is a tough one to predict. Um, I, I think it kind of depends on what type of goaltending shows up for him, you know? I mean, they've gotten great yeah. goaltending out of anyone not named... Sergei Bobrovsky, um, but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just take Tampa. I'm going to take Big Brother. Yeah, I, I think I'll go Tampa, too. I think what's going to happen is um, Chicago game one is Vasilevsky. Chicago game two is Michelini. Then Florida game one is going to be Vasilevsky again. They'll probably throw Chris Rager in that against uh, Tampa. Florida will. But I think, you know, that goalie matchup, Vasilevsky is the superior guy, of course. And the offense is just going to be enough for Tampa's going to win. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to really talk really quickly talk about um, point percentage in the whole league before we head on to a commercial break. Uh Three of the top four before last night, it was the top three. But after last night, three of the top four teams and point percentage are all in our division, Florida, Carolina, and then us. Yeah, I mean, those bottom like two or three teams are just getting really beat up on is what it comes down to. The, the top has, has been hot and the bottom's getting beat up on. And it's not like that. It's just they're only beating on these bottom teams. You know, they're all like these top three teams are all playing each other really well. And they all look like legitimate threats going into playoffs. It's hard to say Tampa's not the favorite, but I think, you know, like a team like Florida is really just kind of shooting up the ranks and they're going to, you know, make that good push when it comes to the playoff time. Yeah. And I would have expected that Chicago would have been one of the teams that was uh, getting beat up on. However, it's Nashville this year. Nashville currently 12, 16 and one with a negative 26 goal differential. That is atrocious. Yeah, it's weird. I don't I just I don't really know what went wrong it's obviously not like just a phenomenal roster the the offense has never really been there for the natural predators especially the last few years and Renee's getting older so you know I talked about him being a superior athlete he can only do you know the things that he does so often um I, I think we're gonna see this team sell I, I think a guy like Matias Eckholm should be a pretty prime candidate to move I'd be interested in moving Philip Forsberg too uh you know just try, try to trade these not they're not necessarily old players but you know like these prime age players for low like you know prospects and and just kind of dilute those assets i think they're in a a better position to kind of retool and be good again in in like another year or two so we we should see this team sell pretty decently the deadline i would think yeah i would think so as well but chase we're going to move to a quick commercial break and on the other side going to be talking about the big espn nhl deal as well as some new milestones so you like hockey Congratulations, you're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and vendors there. All right, and we are back. Uh, Chase, first thing we got to mention, I think I've mentioned it already twice this episode, but NHL, they're back with ESPN. ESPN going to have hockey coverage for the first time in, geez, what feels like over a decade, a big, big deal reached between the two of them. I mean, it it is. It's, it's closer to two decades than one decade. I'm pretty sure 2005 was the last time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's coming back. You know, I've been very critical on ESPN pretty much my whole life because really, you know, once I started getting into sports, you know, as like 2005 really was kind of about that time. So the, the NHL wasn't really on ESPN and they never really covered hockey and I always hated it. But the NHL and ESPN is coming back. You know, that great theme song is going to be back. They're not going to change anything up to be the exact same. Uh, but the seven year, $2.8 billion deal starting next season for ESPN, I mean, it's going to be great for them. Hopefully it's great for the sport of hockey too. 
right now they're, they're a sport that's actually surging up. You know, some sports like baseball are kind of surging down, but hockey's just going up and up. So hopefully this kind of coverage helps improve that. Yeah, and I'm honestly really excited for it. And uh, I don't know where you sit in that boat, but I know there are some people that are not super excited for ESPN to have hockey back. Uh, however, I mean, what did we have before? We had NBC Sports, which is now gone. We had NHL Network, which uh, I'm sorry, I'd like to see more than one commercial. Um, and then we don't have access to TSN. Yeah. So I'm excited for ESPN because I would love hockey coverage from anything that's not NHL Network just because it's such a drag. I don't know how I watched that 24-7 back when I was in like 11th grade. I'd, I I got to agree, and I just want to say, the I haven't seen this commercial in a couple of years, but like so I remember sophomore, junior year of college specifically, when I, I'd watch NHL Network, I, I'd get back from class and just watch that until hockey started for the, for the night or until I'd go to a spirit game. But so I turned it on and every commercial break was for the, this catheter. And it was this like, dude who he talked about, like flying his, you know, his single engine planes and using his catheters. I'm like, why the hell is this a commercial on NHL Network in the middle of the day? This is so damn random. <laughs> like, <laughs> can they at least show relevant commercials? And I, I know there was the general they had a lot of the general commercials and then i don't remember what it was but there was like little vampires or something do you know do you remember what i'm talking about they had like a commercial where there's little vampires and they were talking like this transylvanian accent and it was terrible it might have been a commercial for the general too i don't remember but like literally they probably had what do you think four five commercials max on a daily rotation Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. The same. The commercial break was the same every time. There's no. The, the only thing that might change is when they do like the uh, like the the network commercial. So like when they uh, you know like preview the show for later on in, in that day or the next day or whatever. That's the only thing that ever changed, and that's only changed like maybe once a day and maybe once every couple of days, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, the talent did a good job for what they had, but when the production around them is just so bland it's hard for me to watch so i'm excited for espn to get this deal going to to get the start of the nhl happening and the seattle kraken are going to be in the league by the time they take over um hockey coverage so i'm just really excited and hope that the production is at least five times as good as the nhl networks which really isn't that hard yeah yeah i I gotta agree there and I'm super excited for our, our boy, John Bucci, Gross Bucci. You know, he's awesome. A big proponent of college hockey. I love college hockey. Uh, he's going to be able to do more NHL coverage, which which is awesome because I know he's he's been wanting that forever. He's really been the main guy at ESPN for hockey. Been one of the only hockey guys that's been held on to. Uh, so he's now going to get a bigger role. He's going to get some fellow co-workers that are in the same realm as him. It's going to be great. And your boy, Barry Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Chase, let's move on to this next topic. Um, that's a lot of words that belong on Hockey Name of the Day, so I'll just let you take <laughs> this one away. <laughs> All right, so Anatoly Goloshev was released from Automobilist in the KHL. Uh, I guess they spelled with a V. Uh, so he's likely coming over to the New York Islanders. Um, he was a Isles draft pick in, what was that, 2016? I think a fourth-round pick. Yeah, 2016 fourth-round pick. Uh, he's, he's been a pretty good scorer. He, he had a great season in his draft year and, uh, he had a couple down seasons, but he's, he's been playing pretty well. I think he's the organization's all time leading scorer and automobilist. So he, he should be coming over the aisles. It's kind of rumored. Nothing's official. 
I'd be shocked if he like signs another KHL team because it seems like he's ready for the NHL. So the Islanders are going to be getting a good player there. Uh, he should play a middle six role. He could provide some you know good depth offense for them. Um, yeah, maybe he'd be better a different system, but that's that's that, that's for another rant. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know much about this guy. So, Chase, what kind of impact do you think you could make? Um, I, I doubt Kirill Kaprizov type of impact because I would know his name if that was the case. Um, but there's been some other guys that came over like Plotnikov, uh, the guy that came over for Vegas. Don't you remember his name because he lasted like two Adam games? Shibachev. Yeah. What kind of impact are we looking for Goloshev? Uh, it's, it's not, he's not gonna be a cruel Kaprizov. Kaprizov, there's no way. I'd say more of that Nikita Gusev. You know, Gusev, we thought we'd get more of an impact of him in the NHL, but he's, he's just been a good NHLer kind of since then. It's the same type of thing for Goloshev. Uh, he's gonna come and he's gonna provide like really good middle six scoring. He can play in your power play. Um, he'll probably score a couple more goals and he gets assists, I'd have to guess. Like he, he shoots the puck relatively well. Uh, so they should be getting a, a really nice cheap depth score for the, for the playoffs. Alrighty, sounds good. And then we talk about Alexander Ovechkin, in our opinion, the best goal scorer of all time. He ties Philly Esposito for sixth in all time in goals. Yeah, not too shabby, eh? I mean, he's obviously going to jump ahead of that. He's, that's going to put him solely in, in sixth place. Soon enough, he'll be in that top five. Uh, hopefully, he can take over that number one. He's getting closer and closer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, freaking trains and trucks keep going by my window i saw i apologize <laughs> for anyone who's able to hear that uh, hopefully they can all just frick right off uh but we now talk about two more milestones as patrick kane moves fifth all-time in american scoring and evgeny malkin reaches the 1100 point mark yeah so two more great accomplishments you know patty kane is by the time he retires, he'll probably be regarded as the best American player of all time. And then you could see like an awesome Matthews push for that as his career continues to move on. But for now, you know, I'd say Petty Kane is probably about there, if not already there. Uh, so good on him. I got to imagine he's the leading scorer for an American for like for Americans, at least in goals by the time he re- retires. Um, we, we shall see for sure. And then Malkin, good on him, too. He's been picking up his play more recently. He's obviously had kind of an underwhelming season. But like he's been starting to play better as Pittsburgh's been playing a lot better too, so that's good to see. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that um, Patrick Kane gets a, a little bit of limelight before the summer because by the time the summer rolls around and we get into beer league hockey, he's probably going to be sitting third all time for best American players behind us. Facts though, facts. <laughs> I don't think you knew where I was going with that, but then once it clicked, you're like, oh my gosh, he's so right. Mike, who can barely skate, and Chase, who's uh, four years, five, four years, three years, four years, five years four out of years. skating, four yeah, years four out years. of skating due to some uh, unfortunate uh, injuries that took him out of junior B. Um, Facts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, some fun, hopefully, to be had in the summer. But Chase, that's going to be it for the show. We're now move on to hockey name of the day. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got Bronson Zoltan Kovacs. Yeah, easy enough, right? Wasn't bad. Just, just there. You go. All I wanted you to say right. There we go. Okay. All right. But now we're gonna move on. But yeah, our, our boy Bronson. Uh, you see this name? Uh, it's it sounds foreign, and you know, you, you you'd be pretty right there. He's got a Hungarian background, but was actually born in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. 
So our boy Ronson, he's a 6'4", 205 pound defenseman who just recently retired. Actually, uh, he, he played in the Erste Liga, which is in Hungary. Uh, so you know he, he's got he's dual Hungary, Hungarian Canadian citizenship. Jeez, excuse me. Uh, played a little bit internationally for Hungary, never in any world championships or anything. But uh, you know, just a fine player. Uh, I'm sure he was an enjoyable player to watch over there in Hungary for their fans. But now he has retired, and we will not see him play any more hockey probably. Well, I'm just happy you gave me a name that was somewhat easy to read, unlike last week. Uh, uh, I, I I just remember even editing the podcast last <laughs> week, and when we got to that point, I just... Filled with rage. Yeah. So, thank <laughs> you for this. Uh, let's, keep, let's keep these type of names going forward, um, and then... Once we have Isha on, then we can then we can step up the level of difficulty. Make me look good, and then when Isha gets on to do the names, we'll make him look worse. But Chase, that's gonna oh, do it for uh, the show. I just want to say my, my my plan is to make him cry from the difficulty of name. Oh, I would love that to see Isha <laughs> cry on the show. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, all right, Chase. Well, that's gonna be it for the show. Let's hit him with an outro, and then we can move on over to our football podcast. Yeah, so as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd appreciate that. It is not required. Uh, it just shows that you're interested in what the podcast network is producing. It's not just us. It's everybody within the network, so you can check us out there. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Make sure to get in on their giveaways. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter, at WMP Sports Pod. It's WMP Sports Pod. If you have that football interest, uh, you know, we're big offseason draft and free agency guys. So we're getting heavily into that stuff right now. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, you know, make sure to tweet at us and let us know why you might put your name and number on the back of the jersey. You know, just, just prove me wrong. Put me in my place. Why not? But whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time.